At my brother's wedding, my dad was wearing a bright purple pimp suit straight out of the 70s with a full-on Dracula leopard print cape. Oh, yeah. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week... Luke Cage breaks into Netflix. Mm-hmm. We're ready for him. Ghost Rider looked into our souls. Spooky. The fall TV starts up pretty soon this week, last mm-hmm. week, and more. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to your uh, brother, Brent, who just got married the other day. I wanted to bring it up because he was on the the wedding podcast special yes. that we did for you uh, a couple weeks back. So thought I'd give him yeah. a shout out. Uh, so congratulations, Brent. Yes, definitely. Um, had a good time at his wedding. A little more, a little more down home than ours was. Uh, <laughs> as you as you inquired, the drink of choice was in fact jungle juice. <laughs> and uh, at the beginning of the show, you probably heard what my dad was wearing. So <laughs> we definitely had a good time. Well, I mean, I I only had one weekend to get to know Brent and his fiance now wife Allison. Uh, but it, it's it seems like it fit their personality pretty well. So congratulations to them. Yes, yes, congratulations. They're in Paris for the week, so hopefully they enjoyed themselves there. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was my weekend, Mike. What has your weekend been like? Do you want to share anything big, Man, anything I've fun? Been, I've, been trying to, I've been trying to catch up on this uh, summer uh, that we just had with uh, movie releases just because, uh, as we said on the show before, uh, me and my wife, we're big TV people. So we watch a lot of TV when we get the chance. We're always looking out for the next cool show to watch. Uh, so we miss out on a lot of movies. You know, We always, of course, go out of our way to see the stuff that we talk about on the show. So I caught up on a couple stuff that I'll segue to say that we'll talk about on our summer movie wrap-up spoiler cast, which is if yes. you're subscribed to the show, will pop up in your feed. It might already be there right this very second. Yes, that's right. And uh, we are going to talk about all the movies that came out this summer, some that we saw we haven't covered in spoiler casts, and some maybe that we have, but mm-hmm. probably not as much because we have the spoiler cast for those. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you probably know what we think or feel about some of them. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm looking forward to that. I don't I don't know what Mike's seen, and I don't think Mike knows everything I've seen, so this is going to be a great time to... To kind of catch up and be like, what did you see this summer, Mike? Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely be throwing out spoilers for stuff that we've already talked about on the show. But thing, uh, things that we haven't talked about yet, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep it pretty light. So if for some reason you happen to, to miss a movie, you know, we're not going to just outright ruin it for you. Uh, but yeah. it, it should be pretty cool. I'm looking I'm looking forward to looking back on this summer because uh, summer movie season is all, was was for the longest time like the best part of the year entertainment wise. But with TV ramping up as good as it is now, and then seeing that this this back half of the year when it comes to movies, I mean mm-hmm. things things are starting to even out. Like I've, I I don't think I ever expected the entertainment to be spread so evenly, you know, across the year. So this this works out really great for us, you know, having a podcast talking about this. So we don't have we don't have a whole lot of downtime, which is good. Yeah, no, that's great because when we have like no news, we got to ramble. Lord, do we have to ramble? Well, we and that's no the news. best part too is. Whenever there's downtime, that just means that something's in production, and when stuff's in mm-hmm. production, that's when you get the news. So yeah. uh, it, the things things are working out really really well here, and I'm so happy the TV season's starting back up. Yes, TV season's great. I mean, this is our first episode of fall officially, right when TV shows start back up. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to this episode. Let's jump into it. Yeah, let's On do something it. Something we didn't cover last week, though, we should have, and that this is my bad because I forgot to put it in there. I, Justice League, the first image of Commissioner Gordon. Um, the, there's the, Batmo- the Batmobiles out there. He hand delivered that uh, this Commissioner Gordon image to us. Yeah. Uh, uh, nope. Nothing. My my wife is my my in laws who live down near us are actually out of town uh, this week uh, in North South Carolina. So my wife is out taking care of their dogs tonight. So I'm uh-huh. like, she's not messaging me, is she? So, nope. Looks like the neighbors just goofing around but neighbors to batmobiles neighbors are probably honking at the train train's gonna come next you know how <laughs> here. 
So, back to last week. We got the first image of Commissioner Gordon, J.K. Simmons, on the set of Justice League, hanging out by the bat signal. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to see um, to see J.K. Simmons back there. He kind of disappears into the the costume pretty well. So, but that's definitely it's, kind of a classic image that we're seeing here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this was actually taken from whenever reporters got to visit the set over the summer, and we kind of talked about that several months ago. Um, and this is where like uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, the Flash are all on the rooftop talking to Commissioner Gordon. And then Cyborg shows up, and they're looking for scientists who've been kidnapped by parademons. Hmm. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. This it, There's some humor in that scene. I'm not going to go into too many details, because I think it'll be better when we watch it in theater. You know, next November. We have a while. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to, to see J.K. Simmons, you know, come into that Commissioner Gordon role and... You know, maybe maybe one day he'll get pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> well, I mean, if he if he pulls it off like he did Jonah, he he'll he'll kill it as Commissioner Gordon. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely agree. Spinning out of Justice League, we will get a Batman movie, which we're yeah. all a little excited for, to be honest with you. Uh, the latest rumor is that this movie, the Batman solo movie, takes place inside Arkham Asylum for the majority of the film. Yeah, and honestly, I th- th- I think that makes sense. I mean, the most popular piece of current Batman media out there would be the Arkham video games. And it would be kind of silly to be like, oh, we're going to make a Batman movie. We should just not take into account this awesome selling game. You know, I think it is it Rocksteady Studios or something like that. Something yeah, I, I believe it's Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah. It's Warner Brothers is the publisher. Yeah, so. So, so, I mean, they're making these awesome games, so they might as well tap into that. You know, Arkham's a kind of a, a really crazy place. You know, there's tons of different iterations of it throughout the fiction of uh, Batman. So I, I think that's really, really cool. It sounds like every Batman movie we've ever seen, is he's, it's always been sprawling around the city. You know, even in some movies, he's been in different parts of the world. So it might be kind of cool to see this really grounded. Um, and that might work with the, the kind of Batman that we have. He's a real rumbler, so. Yeah, and if, if Deathstroke is to kind of take over, like, as a villain in the role, maybe he's letting out these characters yeah, of maybe. Arkham Asylum, or, or he's trapped Batman inside and he's like, you got to fi- figure your way out. Mm-hmm. kind of deal uh, i don't know that sounds awesome i agree i really like the games um the first two arkham asylum and arkham city are being re-released on xbox one in october um and ps4 so new generation so if you haven't got to play those pick them up i, I definitely recommend those games another report that come out today uh for batman is the uh, head of uh, warner brothers says that batman movie's about 18 months out is mm. what he said all right which is a lot sooner than i expected what, what about you well, I mean, that would put us around 2018, so that does... 2018 is kind of a weird year right now because I'm always in the in the time frame of what's happening this year and what's happening next year. So I always forget, you know, the next year around we're going to get a whole other slate of movies. So it's really crazy to think that we're going to have Batman again because if I get my dates right, we're getting Justice League... Is that next year? Justice League is about, yes, uh, next year, November of next year. So about 13 months out, so So that would be, again, probably two years out from Batman v Superman. Man, so we're going to be getting two two portrayals of Batman pretty pretty quickly. You know, we're going to get him in Justice League again, his own Batman movie. Um, I mean, I guess that's one thing that I said before is kind of exciting about the Warner Brothers universe is things are pretty shaky over there still, but that just means that we don't know what to expect and we don't know what the... to come so that's still exciting you know who knows if they move the slate around and we might be getting like a green lantern movie sooner than we ever thought we would maybe like a cyborg movie is going to be pushed or maybe they're going to accelerate you know another movie ahead of it so it's always kind of cool to see uh, warner brothers shifting around whereas we don't really have as much excitement over over at marvel when it comes to you know just to the schedule mm-hmm. they got that all laid out years ago with a minor shifts here and there yeah. so i don't really know what to say about warner brothers yeah right worst now. case scenario i mean looking at our superhero slate upcoming superhero movie schedule october 5th of 2018 is an untitled dc movie slot now they can mm-hmm. move around the flash or aquaman two other movies coming out that year to maybe fit batman in a little earlier if they wanted to uh hopefully he doesn't mean batman starts production in 18 months because that would be pretty awful so yeah i, I don't know well we'll see yeah. we'll see uh Warner Brothers, you, you keep us guessing. That's, That's right. Sure. We're never, never sure what's going on there. Speaking of spinoff solo movies, Harley Quinn is 
getting a solo oh. film apparently confirmed in development oh with margot robbie yeah. as a producer so how, how's, how do you how's your feel on that so uh my feel changes because there's still a more description to give to this movie because uh most of the title that you're gonna see either shared on social media or when people uh drop it in a conversation they say like oh harley quinn's getting her own movie like yes and no uh, like she's going to be paired with a lot of other uh, villains and possibly heroines. So that makes me more excited. I don't really want a Harley Quinn solo movie. That just kind of seems uh, like it's going to be a little empty. I mean, Harley Quinn's really an awesome character, and she she really has come into her own since she was introduced into the animated series and the comic books, you know, and then the mm-hmm. animated films. Um, but I, I think I need a little bit more than just Harley Quinn, especially since she's always pretty heavily reliant on the Joker in some, in some storylines and who knows what's going to happen with the Joker in the future now after Jared Leto's kind of, uh, uh, said his piece with about that character. So, uh, I don't know, but it looks like we might be getting a Batgirl right. movie and that makes Yeah. So excited. the report goes on to say that it's, it's a Harley Quinn spinoff movie focusing on more female characters in the DC universe, uh, kind of following maybe along her more recent comic book se- art series. Um, since in the past several years, she's actually kind of emancipated herself from the Joker and isn't very Joker heavy in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a Poison Ivy series she's in. She's got her own, like so many different spinoff series. So the other names that, you know, they come to mind when they mention this female characters are the Huntress, um, Batgirl, the Birds of Prey, uh, you know, definitely uh-huh. characters we've already seen in Arrow, probably, if I was a Batman, but I mean, still ripe for film use, if you will. Yeah, it is just kind of unfortunate that they're, they've really introduced a lot of characters uh, to establish the DC universe very quickly with just these three movies. So it seems like we don't really have a whole lot of new characters that we can establish freshly. You know, uh, Margot Robbie was uh, pretty solid in Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad was just a very iffy movie for me. So it's just kind of unfortunate that she also has to start on unsolid ground, just like Batman and Superman have started on unsolid ground. And it's same with Wonder Woman. So, like, I'm just looking forward to hopefully 2017 the ground underneath Warner Brothers' feet gets more solid and people can start walking without uh, um, any sort of a wobble in their stride. So uh, I, I like the idea of a, a Batgirl on screen. That would be really, really cool. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm hoping yeah. for. Kind of like a, just an awesome mashup of like just a whole bunch of female superheroes and supervillains on screen. That would be super cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So speaking of women of the DC Universe, Wonder Woman, a new... Um, Actress, I guess not new actress, actress in the film, Elena Anaya, has been teasing her villain role with this picture of a lady covered in a ceramic mask on her face. Yeah, I believe we saw a glimpse of this in the trailer, if I you You're very correct. However, I didn't see it the first time it it happened in the movie, or the trailer. And Uh so I was like, who is this? What is going on? Did I miss this? So I had to go back and watch it and found it. Um, right now there is no rumor on who she could be playing off the top of our heads. Um, but she is definitely playing a villain is what she says. Yeah. So some sort of villain with, a like a ceramic face mask. Uh, Obviously this doesn't look quite futuristic. It looks very like world war one era. Someone made plaster and put it on your face. So there's some sort of, sort of a very ugly story being told behind that uh, face. Maybe she got hit with like a mortar shell or maybe she was a banished Amazon. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it looks it's, – it's a striking visual. That's yeah, definitely sure. nothing – you'll definitely won't re- forget this once you see her in, in the jawline. But if you kind of yeah. like saw it out of the corner of your eye, you wouldn't think twice about it. So um, uh-huh. definitely interesting. Curious to see what she's playing. My guess is you know she's probably got a wheelchair with a bomb on it. I mean I'm sorry. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. So, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what Wonder Woman brings us. Uh, maybe a new trailer coming with Fantastic Beasts, since that's another Warner Brothers property. So, yeah, knock maybe. on wood there. Speaking of DC stuff still, we're going to jump a little bit over into the TV section with Legends of Tomorrow. Our first poster for mm-hmm. Season 2 shows us several returning characters and new characters, including the new Vixen, 
uh, from the the World mm-hmm. War II era or something. And in the bottom right is Citizen Steel character we covered several months ago. Um, I uh, when they put this up, like, oh, check out the new Vixen and Steel, and I instantly thought of. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal being Steel from the 90s movie because that's a technically a DC character and yeah, I was I very right. immediately let down by this poster so <laughs> yeah he is kind of just placed down there uh, you talk about the guy in the bottom right hand corner the, the very poster. generic looking man in the blue shirt yes I that's the best way to describe him and honestly sometimes that's just what you get cast on television just generic looking people uh, that I don't know, just couldn't quite break into uh, television at this point in their career. Uh, I have no idea who this guy is, but he does look very, very generic. <laughs> it doesn't. He has about as much excitement on his face as that I do for this season two of the show, just because I never got around the finishing season he, one. So. He kind of reminds me of um, Josh Brolin a little bit, but a little more blander than a, than a regular Josh. Yeah, Brolin. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, just looking at this poster, I can kind of see there's been some shakeups in mm-hmm. the team. Um, I'm kind of curious uh, what's been happening in Legends of Tomorrow, but not quite enough to watch it. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, this kind of affects the other shows that I watch. So maybe I need to jump up on a Wikipedia page and just read what's been happening. We tried. Uh, we tried. We, we, we admittedly tried to watch this show and it just stalled uh, very much so. Yeah. I mean, life life is too short to subject yourself, not necessarily to bad things. I'm not saying this is a bad show, but there's so much good out there. Like, I'm not going to take 40 minutes out of my week for something I'm not really super enthused about that I could just read a summary on. So I'm glad some people out there are enjoying it. I'm sure, like, there are people out there enjoying Gotham, but uh, I'll, I'll move on to the next CW show. Yeah, well, that's great that you want to move on to the next CW show because the CW is now offering a new service, a new app with their DC shows on demand this season for free. Ooh, I'm gonna give a little uh, a little round of applause for CW. Uh, so I don't know the exact specifics of this because I think you informed me earlier this week about this, but it sounds like we have a uh, a broadcast network is basically deciding to remove itself from the airwaves or the cable ecosystem in an app. They're just like people want our content. There's no reason we have to deliver it to them through old archaic airwaves let's just give them an app we'll make it free no more of this like bull bull crap um Mm -hmm. like sign in with your cable account to watch it obviously i think i think this is going to be supplemented with uh commercials which it's not that means that this app isn't necessarily for me because i just can't put up with commercials anymore in my life uh but i can definitely give them respect for just removing themselves and this is pretty hilarious uh, I guess not hilarious, but this is exactly what uh, Apple said in their uh, one of their keynotes a year or two ago when they were talking about the new Apple TV. They're like, hey, in the future, there's not going to be, you know, these channels and packages and bundles anymore. They're just going to be making they're just going to be turning their networks into apps mm-hmm. and just delivering you content there. So this is basically how it is. Um, I don't know if this is just like an iOS app or if there's so, a dedicated Apple TV. So, app. Yes. So this uh, the CW, it's a dedicated app on almost every. Everything, Roku, Chromecast, AirPlay, Apple TV, Xbox, Amazon Fire TV, you name it, there's going to be an app for this. Uh, The content will be streamed free of charge and without the pay, TV or cable or satellite subscription, but is expected to to, be supported by ads. And that's okay. If if you have to watch it and you can't watch it, putting up with a couple ads is okay if if you want to watch it. Um, Again, we're we're on the other side of the fence. We don't want them, but that's, that's great because... You now cannot watch this on Hulu anymore the day after. CW is removed from Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was a little disappointed in that, but also at the same time, I like how these networks are like striking out on their own. And I like the idea of maybe in the future, CW is just like, okay, we have really good analytics and numbers on our shows now. What if we introduce like a paid package? What if we charge people two ninety nine a month and then they can watch all of this stuff commercial free, you know, binge watch it, you know, watch it on their own time whenever they whenever they want. I, I think that sounds kind of cool too. It's kind of like this 
roundabout way of getting to that a la carte TV pricing that like I remember my dad bitching about when I was like a little kid growing up where he was just like, I don't want to pay for all these channels I don't watch, but you know, it's all bundled together. So I kind of like how we're getting there. Uh, hopefully there's no like um, double-edged sword that I'm not seeing where this might end up being bad in the future. Well, but yeah, I, I'm definitely giving CW props. They're they're kind of a lower level uh, network in the scheme of the broadcast. You know, NBC, CBS, like definitely overshadow them. But they're CBS is just like we're gonna we're gonna innovate. We're gonna beat you guys to the punch. So that's yeah. Great. Well, the, I think the best part of this, and we talked about it several months ago, is that CW has assigned a multi-year content licensing agreement with Netflix, meaning. All the entire season of the show will be on Netflix for streaming eight days after the season ends. So mm-hmm. uh, if you don't want to catch up, like if you're a binge watcher and you don't want to wait week by week, eight days after the season's over, you can watch it all on Netflix, commercial free. Yeah. So yeah, I th- I think yeah. So awesome. they're definitely getting their money out of these shows. Um, <laughs> they're just giving us another way to watch it in the meantime. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing how that plays off because. You know, we're in the fall TV season, and that brings us to our next topic here, Mike. Uh, The fall TV season Uh launched last week, and on Mondays we get Gotham. Okay, everyone's (laughs) excited for Gotham. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you can hear that uh, that round of applause. Uh, Gotham's back. Lucifer is back on Fox as well. Surprise! I am so surprised Lucifer made it a full season. Uh, admittedly, I have not seen the pilot. I'm just going off the trailers we saw roughly about a year ago. I mean, uh, good good job, people that create Lucifer. You've obviously created something that people like, and you. I, I, I'm on I'm on I'm on that side of the fence. I really enjoyed the pilot. My wife really enjoyed it. Um, I think uh, if if we can find a place to binge watch the first season, we might do it. Um, pretty pretty excited about that. And on the side note, uh, the Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, has joined. She, I think, she was number six Cylon um, uh, as Lucifer's mother in this series. So um, definitely, De- De- even the devil's got. Yeah, that's right. So uh, definitely picking up some bigger names for season two. So we'll we'll see how that plays off. Tuesday night we got our first episode of Agents of Shield, Mike. D- yeah, that's that's the biggest. Did you drop get to watch it so far? Yes, I, I, I unfortunately had to wait 24 hours, but I did my best to avoid Good. spoilers, even though I saw a little glimpse of what Ghost Rider looked like before I got to watch the show, but I didn't let that ruin mm. it for me, and it was just a quick second. I, and I looked away. I averted my so, eyes. But, um, so here, here's the, a fun fact about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so it's now at a new time slot um, at 10 p.m. at night, mm-hmm. um, and it got really, really bad live numbers. Um like lower than season three however when you consider the live plus three the plus three is dvrs and streaming services um Uh it had the biggest jump for any series this fall so far wow okay so let's go ahead and compare that news and bundle it in with this whole cw app that's coming out that just goes to show you this whole traditional way of looking at numbers of tv shows is just it just totally doesn't matter anymore. And we really should be looking at everything now. And we should have been a while ago because you have all these really dedicated people working on these shows and their careers and all their work is dangling by the string of people being at their couch in front of their TV at a certain time, which stuff just doesn't work like that anymore. So hopefully this is a a big uh, send up to the execs at ABC that are just like, we need to start considering this plus three, Mm -hmm. And just put that over just the normal night. Yeah, it, you know? exactly. And uh, the problem with news is news comes out the day of that they have it. So the live numbers come out, and everyone's like, "Oh, it must suck because you know live numbers are awful." Uh, but when the plus three came uh-huh. out, it is literally the largest increase for any single telecast. Like it had a eighty-two percent jump. Um, so live wow. plus eighty-two percent to to get us to where we are, which are. Um, Yep. So are are you saying that the the audience that watches Agents of Shield, you know, in those first 3 days, uh, are they saying that 80% of that audience watches it after it's aired? So only 20% of the audience even shows up at on Tuesday nights? Uh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say um it, no, not 80%, not that. It's a, so you take one it's essentially 180. So 1.1 um million viewers, I think, or 1.1 million the first day and it's in a, a total of 2 million across the 3. 
So so oh, 100 gotcha. plus 82% of that 100, whatever it was. That's still a big jump. I mean, uh, I think that's insane. And uh, I guess congratulations, Agents of Shield. Uh, this this season is is going to be, I I think personally, a big make or break season. I, mm. I know you feel a little different, but I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, that's, I mean that's a great that's a great start. Um, and, and however you get, but that actually brings into um, what we're going to talk about, Agents of Shield, in and of itself here, because yeah, we saw the episode. We haven't talked about it actually. Now that I said anything no, about we it, haven't. Uh, I had a great time with this episode to to put it in non spoilery terms, and I I kind of <laughs> curious how you felt. Yeah, well, I'll definitely keep major spoilers out of it, you know. But you you know, usually when you're talking about the premiere of a TV show, uh, if you care, you you were there and you watched it within those you know first <laughs> live plus uh, three, two days, yeah, if you will. Yeah, live plus three. Uh, you have seen it already, but I I thought it was actually pretty humorous how they started the episode right off taking advantage of that 10 p.m. time slot by showing a butt right off the bat. I thought that was really hilarious. I don't know if that really added to the story or not, but I just thought it was really funny that they're just like, let's take advantage of the 10 p.m. time slot. Let's just show a a butt right off the bat. That was awesome. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily the cold opening because I don't remember exactly when the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. logo dropped, but we got some pretty vicious blood right off the bat. Lots of blood splatter in this one. Yeah, we had a description later that said a spine was ripped out of a person. So we didn't exactly see that, but, you know, you did see plenty of blood. So I I really love that. And um, I I think the the biggest takeaway I'm taking from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of this episode specifically is just how... Uh, respectfully they treated the the character of Ghost Rider and also just the visual effects around the character too because that's always a big question in my mind when I'm watching anything television related when it comes to superheroes is the special you effects. you nailed it on the head there this Ghost Rider makes Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider look <laughs> like you know Nintendo 64 graphics like I don't know <laughs> well I, I I don't know if okay. I would go that far I would say I would say they they treated the character better, but I think it's hard to compare. T- TV wise, the special effects were great. You know, it it made you feel like they did with um, with Hive at the end of last yeah. season with that really top tier quality special effects. But I mean, you're never really going to be able to compete with uh, um, cinema special effects, even from a couple years ago. But it, it's a different kind of looking Ghost Rider, so they don't have to necessarily compare the two. I, I compare the two, and I, the transformations really where it got me. Um, I'm taking Robbie huh. Reyes and showing his skin essentially melt away was was fantastic yeah. i just they they did the, the this ghost rider is going to be i think is going to be a very very huge talking point for this season and how they do it and how they 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 flipped a car in the in the cold opening mike they they flipped the car oh yeah and that was and that looked actually really, really good because, you know, I'm looking at this from the perspective of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ABC budget. You know, when I see that that car flip and they shoot it with the bazooka and I was just like, oh, man, when this thing lands, it's going to be on fire and still driving. And it was. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is so sick. This looks so good. I had no idea they were going to come right out the bat um, at the beginning of the episode like this. I thought they might wait uh, till the end of the episode. And, and they kind of did a little bit, but... Um, I thought it was really cool, and on a on a smaller, I guess, less uh, in your face note, I kind of like how they've restructured the team and they've restructured Shield. It kind of feels more like, I would say, if I if I gave season one any props, which is hard to do, I would say I liked how the team was a little bit more underground, scrappy, kind of like uh, uh, didn't follow the rules, and it, it kind of feels like we're kind of back to that, and I think that works out a lot better. In, in this, you know, Agent Coulson isn't, you know, necessarily overseeing this whole organization anymore, and he isn't uh, weighed down with bureaucracy. So um, I like the way they're heading. Uh, but also that being said, it, it still feels very much like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. you know. It, it doesn't feel like necessarily the writer's room got, like, refreshed. You know, we still you're still kind of getting similar uh, uh, levels of dialogue, which I would say – Every episode of Agents of Shield, there's at least one point where I'm just like, "Oh, did you really, did you really have to say that? That was kind of dumb." Uh, but uh, overall, mm-hmm. I think this is this yeah. is good. The, I I can I can confidently say I'm definitely looking forward to Tuesdays yeah. or t- Tuesdays, Tuesdays plus, plus three. three. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I think this was, it was a bold season starter. Like at the end, like you didn't the Colson and Mac didn't get to where they thought they were going to get. Like 
they could have mm. easily tried to, you know, you know, put the status quo back together in the first episode. But I think the show was very brave in not doing so and saying, like, we're going to we're going to drag this out a little bit. Uh, we're, we're not going to give you everything you wanted like we used to because we have this you know later time slot. We can kind of we can kind of mess with you a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to see how they play that out. Um, we've got life model decoys, Ghost Rider, um, uh, you know, magic and spirits going on. Quake coming back using her powers. Really, really excited for Tuesdays. Um and yeah, and definitely, definitely check out our uh, show notes for this episode because we got a link to a cool little YouTube video of how they uh, accomplished the special effects for Ghost Rider. Which you know, when you're on a TV budget, it's kind of cool to see how they did it. Um, I I was pretty uh, hardcore guessing that they were going to be introducing that Ghost Rider kind of chromed out helmet. I feel like they still might in the future, but it seems like they're they're planning like a pipeline to to manage this flaming skull on multiple episodes down the line. So. Seems like we uh, we might be seeing uh, the full the full outright Ghost Rider more than. Just oh yeah, once. I'm this this the show opened up a whole box of stuff, and I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, so we got one more episode, and then we get probably a little higher quality TV show with Luke Cage. Oh man. Luke Cage snuck up on me a little bit because I knew it was coming in September, but you know, uh, right around this time of the year, you're trying to define when the summer ends and the fall begins, and you're trying to think about, oh, how's October going to lay out for me? You know, we got the Flash coming back soon, and then, oh, I forgot Luke Cage running in with his uh, charisma, his uh, his beautiful beautiful man face that I think I'm falling in love with. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Luke, for Luke Cage, Cage Friday Netflix, all episodes. Um, We'll probably touch a little bit next weekend, but I don't think a spoiler cast, at least for another week after. Uh, yeah, I I think we're going to keep up with the schedule that we did for season two of Daredevil, where we're going to give everybody, you know, a solid uh, week to, to binge watch it. Uh, some people have varying schedules, so I think we want to do the same for ourselves. So uh, we'll give you some initial impressions, I think, uh, on the next episode of Superhero Slate. And then uh, the week after, we're, we'll give you the whole-fledged uh, spoiler Yeah, cast. that's right. And I, I'm really excited to see what's going on with it. Um, it. Which brings me to a point I don't actually have here in our notes, Mike. So Luke Cage Friday, um, The Punisher might be in production right now. That, that's exciting. Um, so <laughs> New York Comic Con is coming up. I don't know if it's this weekend or, or when it is. It's coming up, right? Um, and John Bernthal can only be there Saturday and Sunday because of his Netflix filming schedule, they said. Mm-hmm. What other show would he, The Punisher be on? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So we, We've been talking, I mean, we've been it, talking kinda... about The Punisher on and off for several months here. Last week we had some casting announcements and... You know, you know, we know they're looking for microchip. Uh, it's just, I don't know what what he would be on. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it just it fits in, uh, it fits in with the whole uh, three Netflix series a year that they're shooting for. But I guess it kind of pushes it around where we think Punisher might be in that sliding scale of 2017. So we know Iron Fist is in production, and I feel like we're definitely going to be getting an Iron Fist trailer next weekend, which is when New York Comic Con is. Um, we know um, after Iron Fist, we're supposed to be getting the Defenders. So it, it seems like we're going to be getting either a combination of Iron Fist, Defenders, Punisher, or maybe Punisher, Iron Fist, Defenders. I guess it depends on where mm. they want to fit Punisher in. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he necessarily needs to be in the Defenders. I wouldn't be sad if I didn't see him in that uh, in that team. Uh, but uh, maybe it'll be kind of like maybe it's a similar to an Ant-Man situation possibly you know we got that uh, big bang uh, team up in Ultron in the summer and then a couple uh, months later we got Ant-Man so maybe they're going to give us this big punch with the defenders in the summer you know summertime is a big time and then in the fall maybe they'll follow it up with Punisher you know a more grounded uh, solo story uh, I mean that's gonna that's my guess right now. I'm thinking Iron Fist in the spring, Defenders in the in the summer, and Punisher in the fall. That would be that's yeah. My guess. We I mean we definitely know Iron Fist is filming right now, and it, it's gonna be before Defenders. I don't think he needs to be in the Defenders either. Um, I, I definitely agree with you. So I, I agree with that that statement. So um, 
All right. Well, that's all. Yeah. I'm yeah. Doing. Really. <laughs> you 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 care that I agree. Well, thank you. That's that's what matters. So we're, we're gonna keep an eye on this and kind of see what goes on because I don't see the Punisher being in Iron Fist. It just doesn't make sense when you think about it. Demi, does it mm. to you? I mean, I I wouldn't be disappointed, but I think uh, they're gonna kind of concentrate on more rapping and uh, segueing into defenders more than just hey Punisher just because yeah. we can. So yeah, we'll we'll cross our fingers. There was something else I was thinking about this week whenever I thought about the Punisher um, being in production. I think showing like not being in another movie next year, but nothing else is is filming right now. So um, unless he's in Spider Man. Uh, that's Sp- hey, that yeah, that'd be cool. I think Spider Man wrapped. <laughs> actually, Spider Man's wrapped this week because it brings us to our next conversation. Is Spider Man Homecoming stuff? Uh, we have some images from the helicopter stuff we were talking about last week, and it shows Spider Man swinging mm-hmm. with a red haired girl, who honestly at first glance looks like the actress Zendaya in in, in it maybe. Yeah, but po- but I think one thing that we learned when we were getting those action first action shots of Black Panther and Civil War is that you really can't uh, judge too much off of these uh, stunt costumes because these stunt costumes look like garbage, and obviously so because they got to put a bunch of wires on them and and fabrics being pulled in uh, weird directions. So uh, yeah, you you got to take everything you see with this picture uh, with a grain. Uh, well, of salt, I will but, I, uh, I will not take the girl with the grain of salt because she, from a distance she has to look like the actress so uh-huh. that's the only thing I'm, i don't care about spider-man looks like a some fat guy in a halloween costume if i was going to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah it does kind of look like a uh um, some poor cosplay i mean better than i could do but uh, uh movie quality yeah. but yeah it's always it's always fun seeing so, those costumes they always just look so really i think awkward. the stunt double the girl is the um uh zendaya character who is rumored to be mary jane but but we don't know we'll have to We'll have to wait because Spider-Man comes next summer. Yeah. Thor right. The Dark World, big news. Got some yeah. new casting. Yeah, 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 yeah. You look excited <laughs> for this, Mike? Do you want to share it? Do you want to share the news? Yeah. Go, go ahead. Man, I just love I just love hearing stuff about Thor The Dark World, especially when it comes to mm-hmm. casting because it sounds like Sam Neill is going to be joining the cast. So we're going to have this little uh, um, uh, Jurassic Park reunion. Yeah, so Sam know. Neill was uh, Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. And uh, Jurassic Park 3, mm-hmm. and he will be joining the cast in some capacity. Now, will this be kind of like in Thor 2, where they had Roy from the IT crowd at a dinner scene for a minute? Or is it bigger? <laughs> I don't know. But Sam Neill, recently, um, his movie Hunt for the Wilder People uh, just came out, and it was directed by the director of Thor The Dark World, uh, Taika Waititi. So, um, definitely some uh-huh. history there. And Jeff Goldblum. So, I-, I hope they share a scene together. I really want to see that play out. Yeah, this this movie just seems like it's starting to seem more and more like fun action figures to me, and that gets me excited. Just just seeing this ridiculousness being thrown around on the screen, I don't think I've ever been so excited for a Thor. No, movie, right? no one has ever been that excited for a Thor movie. That, <laughs> that's a fact. And the the, I mean, the more mm-hmm. I, the more we hear about it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like the perfect movie. Like because I think they're just having mm-hmm. fun with it, and that's that's what matters. As long as you're having fun. <laughs> Earlier this week, I have to be honest, Mike, I, I recorded another podcast this week without you. Um, oh, man. Sloppy fil- seconds. Film Side oh. Chats. On episode three, we talked about, um, my, my my friend Patrick and I talked about the Dark Tower movie coming out. Um, I've mm-hmm. not read the Dark Tower. Have you? Uh, no, I do believe that's Stephen yes, King, right? Stephen King, uh, several books, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, comic books, even. How are the movie, The Dark Tower, uh, starring Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, coming out next February, is getting a co- TV companion series. Oh, well, that's kind of... That's totally yes. Um, starring Idris Elba, reprising his role from the film, and and will be wow. about 10 to 13 episodes. In oh. For those of you who have read it, this series will be based on the fourth book in the series, Wizard and Glass, and... Um, Sony and Columbia, I forget who's who's doing it, actually didn't said they're not going to front the pilot. They're going to go ahead and front the series. So the series wow. has already been to order, regardless of how the story plays out. <laughs> like, so su- surprisingly, I have more thoughts on this than I thought I would, just because 
uh, I have, uh, I'm not saying I'm not a Stephen King fan. He, he has created some cool stories, but I, I'm not really delving into any Stephen King books really. Uh, so I don't have a whole lot of, uh, opinions on the matter, but just the opinions on the whole of merging TV and movies, it kind of makes sense within this, um, this uh, entertainment world that we're living in now where, you know, you're getting these cross between movie stars and TV stars going back and forth between series now, you know, TV isn't looked down upon on anymore when it becomes to movie stars acting in it. So it kind of makes sense that we might kind of get getting this crossover soon. And uh, I think that's really cool. It, it seems like if this TV series is based off the fourth book, it sounds like we'll get the movie first yeah. and then the TV series. So the movie series. is already coming out February of 2017. The The TV series uh, is supposed to release one year after that. Okay, so... It, uh, and the but then I think about it, if it's Sony Pictures, I'm just thinking they just throw money at anything, crossing their fingers. I I don't really see Sony Pictures as um, really uh, thoughtful, trying to like thread the needle very carefully and having a lot of judgment. They just seem like, can't we just get something to stick that'll make us money? Can't we just please get a franchise? You know, we are just not doing very good with Spider Man. You know, we had to basically get uh share rights with marvel to get anything good out of spider-man they're just having really bad luck so them fronting a whole tv series it doesn't really make me think like oh they have good judgment and they know this tv series is going to be good it just seems like they're playing a little fast and loose with the money but uh i hope this works out well i'm kind of curious what network it's going to go to i don't know if sony is teamed up or has a good they don't have they don't have a, a distribution channel just yet but my guesses uh-huh. are one of the HBO stars Showtime channels due to the the content. It's ten and it's ten to thirteen episodes. So, but I think that's I think that's a cool idea. You know, maybe it almost seems like the TV show is kind of the pilot. So they kind of did greenlight the pilot with the TV show, and then they're just going right into the series. You mean the uh, movie? And then, I, well, yeah. the, the the TV series uh, just just to, to help the Magician and Glass is set before the Dark Tower book, so this is a prequel TV series even to the movie. Oh well, that just makes things even more confusing. Oh, but Mike, uh, Mike but doesn't still, Mike doesn't get prequels just yet. We're gonna we're gonna get him on the aliens <laughs> thing. But I mean, they're 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 throwing down cash for a series. I mean. Good luck, Sony, but I feel like they're one bad mistake away from shutting down the movie division. So, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how I that don't shakes think down. Th- Sony doesn't own the movie series. It, uh, Media Rights Capital is doing the t- the movie, um, and Sony is backing them up with the TV series. So, well, they're they're slapping their name on it, so they're still they're hoping yeah, for something. Yeah, they're definitely d- distributing. I, it. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. This is a new. I think this is a, it's a new way to to do franchises. I suppose. Is the way I'm looking mm-hmm. at it because Maybe. the only time I ever thought of this, the Battlestar again, Battlestar Galactica was a TV movie before it became a TV uh-huh. series, and that's really what kicked it off. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't see Idris Elba coming into you know, doing a TV series every time. He's more of a movie actor now, but um, uh-huh. a lot of people like this. I might have to pick it up. It's eight books, Mike. The Dark Tower series is at least eight books, Whew. and. That's a and Stephen story. King calls it his magnum opus, if you will, like his his masterworks. It's, he wrote the first one in 1982. So, wow. yeah, we'll uh, I guess we'll have to do some reading eventually to follow us up. So, <laughs> do some. I'll just do watching. I'll yeah, pretty much movie. in the TV show. Uh, you wait till the TV <laughs> show comes out so you can see the backstory before you watch the movie. I get. I I, need, I know how you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if anyone has any thoughts on that, please email us because we're obviously not the best people to be talking about the the dark tower series so yeah we're, we're having yeah we're just there jurassic world 2 coming out um uh-huh. fun fact here the budget for the film is 250 million dollars fat stack in it so i saw a lot of people react pretty um outrageously to this but I, I just think there's two things you need to remember, people. The first one made a lot of money, like a lot of money, like a it, lot, a lot it, of money. It passed uh, it, 1.6 billion. Yeah, so it's just like you got to put it in the context of how much revenue the other movie came back. So trust me, <laughs> this is a this is a very analytical uh, studio <laughs> when it comes to funding it made, this movie. They're not just it, the <laughs> original one had a budget of 150 million dollars. Meaning that it's profited uh, one point five billion dollars 
off off the production yeah. budget. So of course they can give them another hundred million to maybe finesse the CGI a little bit. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, and well, I don't know. And also, I think isn't this two hundred fifty million also kind of in the ballpark for um, for the Infinity Wars? Because I thought we had a rumored budget of five hundred million dollars for part one and part two back when it was part one and part two. So you know, divide that in half, you know, you got about the same number there for you know the Marvel movie coming up, and the Marvel movie has to pay a lot more. The Infinity Wars is going to have to pay a lot more actors. Uh, top tier actors in it too so yeah i wasn't too shocked but um i'm hoping they use a little bit of that budget and maybe make us uh, a cool jurassic world vr experience because i got to play around with the oculus rift for the first time this week at the office and there's a little demo where uh you're in a hallway and a, a tyrannosaurus rex uh, is lumbering over you uh roars in your face and then walks over the top of you and holy crap I can't, ex- you just, you can't explain it how awesome it is. You just have to experience it, which is kind of one of the downsides of VR is it's hard to convince people until you actually get the headset on them. So I hear, I hear some Best Buys out there are demoing the Oculus uh, Rift. So uh, go, go to your closest uh, Best Buy that's doing that. So that's my segue into something that I think is really, really cool is uh, the Oculus Rift was, whew, that's freaking crazy. So all I was thinking, there's got to be some synergy here with the Jurassic World and that $250 million budget. Yeah, very well, may so. Um, I mean, so uh, the Infinity War, back when we thought it was like a, a combined movie filming at once, and it still may be, we just don't know, uh, was $1 billion combined for both movies, mm-hmm. which would be $500 million apiece, which could also include marketing, maybe. Um, we, yeah. don't, we don't know. Um, so this is definitely Batman v Superman money. Uh, if that that puts you somewhere, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're definitely uh, you know um, I don't I, it's really weird we don't know much about the movie we don't know anything about Jurassic mm-hmm. World two the latest one of the latest screen junkies fights was like pitch us Jurassic World two and I'm like that that's a good point what where do they go yeah they had they actually had some good ideas uh, I didn't know if we'd be bringing that up but yeah if you guys out there are listening to uh, the movie fights podcast go check out the episode uh, with. Uh, Dan Merle and Max mm-hmm. Landis, the the one on one, they 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 pitched some cool ideas. So it definitely got my little noodle run in there in my the, head. So I think there's some cool out de- cool the, ideas. The best idea was actually make it a Jurassic World with multiple parks across the, the world. Uh, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. We know nothing about it. We don't know who's coming back. Probably Chris Pratt, but um, probably the T Rex from the other four movies. Who who knows. But, yeah, so Jurassic World is getting a lot of money, and hopefully we'll get another uh, good movie, a good, fun movie. Another movie that Uh probably got a big budget that we will not be very good is Transformers 5. (laughs) Still talking about this Yeah, so right now it's big in the news, big in the news right now. They have put up a bunch of uh, swastikas and Nazi paraphernalia (laughs) at at a filming site in in London. Uh, Why not? So... This is either a flashback, there's either time well, travel involved, or hell, I wouldn't put it past them of like, we got, let's just bring Nazis so, back. So, uh, at least we know, this Transformers last night this has something to do with, you know, Arthurian, like, legend era England, right? Um, mm-hmm. Their Dinobots are coming back, also, by the way, so they could have been around on the Earth for years. Uh, who, who knows what else is going on in this movie at this point? Michael Bay still in charge. How does someone get five movies in a row like this? I mean, I know they make money, purely, purely I, statistical a hiring <laughs> point, but I, I just, I mean, I'm you got me what, confused. It, it must be, it must be really uncomfortable being on a big set like this and have and you and you're the guy that's tasked with raising the Nazi flags. It's just like I know this is fictional and for a movie, but I really don't feel comfortable draping this flag over this building. Anthony uh, Hopkins but, so is I think, in this uh, movie. <laughs> and he does he hasn't done anything really stupid, but like I'm starting to question his sanity at this point. The flags <laughs> apparently are, are being held up at um uh oh my Winston Churchill's uh one of his homes is where they're doing the filming at and that's got people in an uproar. But if I give Michael Bay anything, he has probably filmed more veterans and, you know, historical, like, war things than, than most other people. So he might know what he's doing when it comes to war. 
Yeah. And I just think he doesn't give a shit. So yeah. <laughs> he, you know, uh, money is the language that uh, speaks around the world. So uh, enough money, you can put a Nazi but flag on. You think he would have CGI'd it with Michael Bay? That's the only thing. <laughs> you think? You think? Yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> Another movie that's got me questioning my sanity is the upcoming Jumanji movie. <laughs> And, nice and yeah, the first image from the movie has come out showing off um, Karen Gillan, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, and Jack Black. And I didn't even know three of these people were in it. I just thought it was The Rock. <laughs> uh, so I mean, the I love I love I love Jack Black. I love Tenacious D. Uh, I love almost everything Jack Black has been in. But seeing him here in his round glasses and his uh, big old belly sticking out from his trench coat and his silly little safari hat, he just looks like a cartoon character to me in, is, this, in this group Is of that people. his same character from King Kong? Yeah, I don't know. It kind of seems like it. So um, the, the only saving grace I have for this movie is that it's not a remake. They're continuing the story. So that's something that makes me feel okay about everything that's mm-hmm. going on. But so- – I mean, I'm. There, I don't there was a little uproar about this because Karen Gillan is wearing short shorts and a crop top in the the middle of the jungle here. And yeah, nothing really sensible. So the newest report from the film says that the plot of the film is these are four kids playing the game in a detention when they get sucked into these quote unquote avatars in the jungle. So these are like huh. older versions of those kids in detention. And that's kind of why they look the way they do. Uh, so like, I don't. So like, I, I don't. I don't I, know. How, I get how that would explain how she might look like that, but I don't like this idea well, at all. They, we don't know what the Jumanji board can do, Mike. It's 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 more complicated than a Ouija board. That's for sure. And that got two movies. And oh, that man. got two movies. So. <laughs> All right, all like, right. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm just telling you what I read. This is the news. I, I, I can't make this up. Star Trek Discovery, the TV show coming up on CBS about Star Trek, has been delayed from January 2017 to May of 2017. Um, I didn't know that it was supposed to come in January. That seemed a little quick compared to the, the bumpy trailer we got a, a month or so ago. Um, I didn't uh-huh. think they'd have anything filmed yet. So, uh, sure, why not? Push it back, make it better. Well, it's a good thing it's it's a it's a good thing it's a TV show though, because if it was a January release for a movie, we'd be a little yeah. Weird. Well, if it got pushed to May, that'd be pretty ballsy. That'd be pretty ballsy. <laughs> so we don't get to see it, and at the beginning, it'll probably be a summer TV series, which is still a little weird. A summer TV series is a little weird, but it's Star Trek, so it, it may pull some numbers. We'll keep our eye on that. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, sad but good news. Um, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Uh, all the episodes mm-hmm. are now free on Adult Swim. Uh, Which is kind of news in itself, just because, if I remember right, I feel like the ownership of certain seasons have been kind of all over the place, so it's been kind of difficult to get everything all in one go legally. So this is this is an awesome Yeah, setup. so the, they're all on iTunes, I'm pretty sure. I think iTunes is the only place you can buy all the episodes. Um However, one of the voice actors, I believe it was the voice actor for um, Zorak and Moltar, uh, C. Martin Croker, passed away. Yeah. Uh, I know him mm-hmm. from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He voiced um, Dr. Weird and Steve at the beginning of most of those episodes. Mm-hmm. So, in, again, like a, a send-up, they put almost almost all the episodes of Space Coast Coast, Coast on their website for free to watch. Yeah, I th- I think that's awesome. It's a shame that we lost him because I believe he was in the relative sense of of life young. So that's unfortunate. But it I I I got to see uh, a video that was shared after he passed of like a table read for Space Ghost Coast to Coast, and it looked like he was having a blast. So it it, it really looks like he was doing what he loved, which is more than most people can say. So. Um, uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm you know I'm glad that he gave us all of this uh, amazing mm. amazing stuff that we can watch. So he he had a, a very successful, really successful. Yeah, life. yeah, definitely. So if you want to you know learn more about him or watch some Space Ghost Coast to Coast, hit up the link in the show notes. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of Mike's favorite bits of news: Alpha Five has been cast in Power <laughs> Rangers. We have 
shit on Alpha 5 so hard on this show before. <laughs> However, they got Bill Hader to do his voice, and now I'm like, that's Man, brilliant. It, he's the voice of all the robots now. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, w- once you get that consulting role on Star Wars, everybody wants you for robots now. Oh. Um, I, have a, I have a kindred connection with Bill Hader only because people have said at points in my life I have kind of looked like him it depends on the stage of my hair sometimes i guess i kind of look like this guy but he he's always hilarious i, I love the dude he's so I mean, funny, he's so. A, he's a writer uh, for south park so you gotta know he's got a good yeah. personality uh yeah so i i am just shocked and surprised that power rangers is getting is pulling all of these awesome uh actors uh so we got bill Hader. um we have who's uh who's uh, rita elizabeth uh, banks, banks. And then, um yeah. Brian Cranston as Zordon. Yeah, I mean that's they're pulling some crazy stuff there. So uh, I think we're going to be getting a trailer uh, next weekend at New York Comic Con just because we had those characters posters drop. So maybe we'll be talking about a trailer. Yeah, here soon, we'll, we'll knock on wood. I want to see some Zords in action. Show me the Zords. Zords, man. Show me the Zords. <laughs> and the last bit of news, not really related to to anything, but C2E2 2017 tickets are coming up on sale in October. And the only reason I bring this that's yet. That's that your Comic Con, man. That's that's you. You hold it down there on in the in the Midwest for that's that. That's right. Convention. It's no New York. It's no L.A. But it's right in the middle, and it's big. And the tickets go on sale next month, and it's Stan Lee's last appearance at it. Uh, he's 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 winding down all his Comic Cons. It's the last Cincinnati one was this past weekend. Last E two E two next April. Um, really excited. I think Super Fan Jim is going to go. Uh, hit that up. I mean, I I've had. I've had time to think about this, and the way I have to think about it is we should all appreciate that he has been going to conventions at all at his age. I mean, most people just can't get around like he can at that age, and I think it's amazing that he's gone out and connected with so many fans when he when everybody would have totally, totally been okay with him just staying at home and just relaxing and chilling. But I love that he wants to get out there and just uh, see the stuff see all the amazingness that has come come from his imagination and his writing uh of course with helps help of a mm-hmm. lot of other talented people so I, I we just need to appreciate uh what we've had so far but it's good you know i'm not trying to, to treat uh stanley like a machine but we don't want to overrun him you know he's getting up there let's let him let's let yeah. him relax put him on he, idle i want him around as he's long as gonna possible. do what he wants to do man and i see to e2 i've got a picture with him already but i'm gonna shoot for another one this year my last one, um, my I'm I'm kind of scared too because the last time I saw Stan Lee, he called me a good man personally. Ooh, you're not and I'm like, oh man, yet. should I go back? Do I want to risk it? Like, what if he tells me I'm horrible this time? Like, you know, that's 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 up there. That's up there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like you got to go off on a good yeah. note. But uh, I think Stanley, you're, you're thanks, you're thanks for man, li- man. thanks for you're listening to us, Stan. We know you are. <laughs> um, okay, well that's it for the show. I thought I had. I, yeah, I we I had wrapped- another note, but I don't, because we got another show to go. No, we- yeah, we wrapped it up. We got another one to do. Please stick around uh, and listen to our wrap up of this summer 2016 of uh, what we've what we've listened to, uh, not listened to, <laughs> what we've watched. Way to botch the ending there, Mike. Uh, so catch around and and God, I can't. So I can't if- put my words together, wrap this up yeah, for you, man. So so <laughs> um, listen to our spoiler cast if you want to know what movies we saw this summer and what we thought of them. Unless you've already listened to it, then don't go back and do it again. That would be silly. In the you're a regular wordsmith. Yes, in the meantime, <laughs> Mike, you're 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 doing some new drawings. Where can people see those at? I'm really I really want people to see your Man. artwork. I love it. I want others to experience it. <laughs> Man, well, you know I like to draw, and you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, you've had uh, an exciting custom pop vinyl pop up in your household this week, and you were kind enough to share a picture with that awesome custom box that you had to do. Everything's custom; it's totally a custom job. So if people want to see stuff like that, where you can, can find me you? on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N, and you can definitely check out that custom century. Pop. I actually have it in one of those pop vinyl protecting cases. It's it's like a, uh-huh. a clear case that you put the pop vinyl in. So I'm pretty pretty, pretty proud of that. <laughs> the the first thing that's going to be saved if the house catches yeah, on fire. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it, it's going with me. Uh, the cats can stay behind. No, I'm I'm kidding. 
Um, <laughs> and you can also read uh, stuff I post on comicui.com. And lastly, my newest podcast is now in the App Store, uh-huh. uh, on iTunes at least, with Filmside Chats, where me and my friend Patrick talk about movies. Not comic book movies per se, but movies in general, because that's we just get together and talk about movies. So that's it, yeah. Awesome, man. That's awesome. Go listen to that and subscribe for sure. But as always, you can visit SuperheroSlate.com because that is the best place to find all of the outlets that we host the show and also check out our show notes. So you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, if you want to spread the love of Superhero Slate, uh, consider leaving us a review on wherever you listen to the show. And uh, if you want to be a super fan, just share the show with a friend, and we'll be here every week, sometimes twice a week. Yes. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's all I have to say on my yeah, end, man. Yeah, don't forget to watch Luke Cage, and uh, I will catch you guys next time. All right, bye, everybody, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Oh, that's funny. I was just about to ask you what the drink of choice there was because I was like, oh, this seems kind of like a down-home casual type thing. I wonder if there's like some sort of like weird like moonshine there or something. And they're like, nope, jungle juice.